0: We was at the game, Wayne. Though you know, amazing game. But before we talk about the Ravens, how about the news that dropped in the middle of a game? Have you ever been like heard some wild, crazy shit like that? A coach resigning in the middle of a football game, bro?
1: Yeah, I uh, I was sitting at the Ravens yeah. stadium, checked my phone, had a couple um, drinks up there. Yeah, <laughs> quite a few drinks, made our little own makeshift tailgate, man. It was a great time. It was a great time. I really had fun at the game. But um yeah I checked my phone and I see John Gruden resigns. And I'm like, what happened? And of course the emails leaked how it did and it's just a crazy, crazy end to uh the story. But what's even crazier about it is probably the meme I saw the A B was right the whole time. Like everything
0: everything that A B said they came to fruition, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Ben Roethlisberger not being as good as he was being praised to be, him being a problem. Juju Smith not being a number one, and now the icing on the cake that John Gruden actually is not a good person. So
0: it's crazy, bro. Like, and I think I think like I was watching like uh, Skip and Shannon yesterday, and they made a good point. Like, is John Gruden a fall guy for this investigation? Because this investigation had. Nothing to do with John Gruden. They was looking into the Redskins owner for sexual misconduct in the workplace. And somehow John Gruden is the only one that gets punished for that, bro. Nobody from the Redskins have got things. So it might be some alternative motives in the NFL. It might be some, some scandal. That's why we love this
1: sport, man. Yeah. We'll see. I think, I think at least I, the way I process it, I think something bigger is coming for the Redskins, you know, at the end, like a final decision once they compile a case, uh, and this stuff is just leaking out as a as a result, so not that he's the fall guy, like he's not the only one that's gonna get in trouble, but that's what happens. you know you lay down with dogs and you you're gonna get up with fleas, so you tell me you know. if I only
0: trust my close ones, bro already, all right, you ready to start the show. Let's get it, all right, bet.
1: Hey right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Extra Point Podcast, it's your boy Dwayne, as always, I got my bro, my brother, JC, how you doing man?
0: Man, we recording this episode on a Thursday, I know we usually you try to get it out there for you guys on Tuesdays,
1: but man, we needed two days to
0: recover after that game, dog. like yeah, man, it was such, it was a, it was a whew, a whirlwind,
1: it's not like it used to be, man. I never thought, like, it's like that one day and that, mind you, it was fun, but it throws your whole week off, man. It's like I, I didn't have time to catch up, but it was definitely worth it. It was definitely worth it.
0: It was definitely worth it. We was down there. So, I mean, let's start there, man. Talk about what it was. I know I rushed straight off of work, come come straight to your crib. You you living down there close to the stadium now. You in that environment. So, Explain to the to the listeners what it was like, man.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, for me, I get off work, J C comes on down, and uh as always we listen to music. Um uh, get some Kodak. Hyping for the game. So we bumping Kodak. I started bumping some Yay. Um, you know, start getting right. Took a little trip to the liquor store, grabbed yeah. His- Grabbed some beverages, you know, a little some bit of white
0: claws. You some, feel me?
1: A little bit of Jack, some ginger ale, you know. Some. some... I put Wayne on one of that. That's the go-to Jack and ginger ale. Oh man, <laughs> you think I never had Jack and ginger ale before that? I mean, it's just
0: it's just a lethal combination. It just tastes so good. Yeah, it started off <laughs> it started off as
1: Jack and ginger ale, <laughs> and ended up being just Jack. So <laughs> <laughs> that just that gives y'all a hint of how I ended up going. But it was a good time, man. I had a bunch of friends with us. Uh, it was it was great. I've never really we kind of made our own tailgate. We didn't have a car or a setup, but you know, we found a spot and we were drinking and having a good time. Was,
0: yeah, man. We posted we posted by the trash can. You feel me? And what lot was we at? Lot H there? man. Lot we was H. at lot eight by the trash can we're going <laughs> to the game this weekend. <laughs> We gonna post back up there. Yeah. We bought that. I might have to bring a speaker or something out there. We gonna turn lot H by the trash can up. For yeah, any of them bu- Ravens fans is listening. Beat us at lot H by yeah, the trash Yeah, beat us by the trash can. That's about <laughs> the
1: spot. We ain't. We doing it different. Everybody else, they got grills, they got tailgates, they got the cars. We just got a speaker and a, and a lot of drinks. So you heard
0: me. And good <laughs> times. We made a lot of videos. We had one friend that was that wanted to take so many pictures. We was being photographers out there. I think like before the game I stopped and got a burrito and I thought I wanted some fries, but then I ordered a burrito. So that's how my night was going. Um and it was just it was just an amazing it was just amazing to go down there, amazing to see. That was my first time being in the Raven Stadiums in like two years, you know. And it was just a it was a, a beautiful vibe, dog. It was just it was vibes.
1: It was love. It was love, man. They did the Let's... they did the whistle again too. That oh, was yeah. great. Yeah. The, the <laughs> wire they did the Omar wire whistle, which I was I was disappointed I get, didn't get to see it against the Chiefs game. So I was glad I was there for the for them to continue to do it. I was worried they weren't gonna do it again, man. But yeah, great time, great time.
0: All right, man. So let's get to this game. So the Ravens get the ball first. We go three and out. We get we get the ball to the Colts. We get them in a three and fifteen. We the crowd is going crazy in there. It's jumping the defense. And we throw and John and I mean not we Carson Wentz throws a a swing pass to Jonathan Taylor he takes it for seventy five yards. I look at Wayno and I'm gonna let Wayno take it from there, man. <laughs> hey, give us how you feel, man. When you seeing that dog, I'm not gonna
1: hold y'all. I was really really turned for the first <laughs> <laughs> for the first part of this game. So like, uh, yeah, I saw him. I saw him hit the screen. You know, I'm thinking we getting ready go three and out going into this game, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I mean, J.C. had a bold prediction that to- Hollywood was going to have two touchdowns, which we all know tatties. ended up happening. But if you was there in the beginning of the game, up until the third quarter, it felt like all the shit talking we were doing before the game, we was about to have to hide our heads coming out of that stadium. Because, yeah. I mean, it was not looking good. And it started with that play. I mean, the the, the Colts, uh, uh, I think I heard a statistic or read a statistic they're one of the number one uh, teams in screen usage. And, of course, first play of the game, they bust a, a what, 70-yard screen to the house. Well, not first play of the game, first drive. And uh, the Ravens are down 7-0. Down 7-0. It was a
0: sluggish first half. Offense couldn't do nothing. And I was like, like you said, I, I predicted Hollywood was going to get two of them things. And I want to say, bro had one target and zero catches in the first half. We 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 go down and get a slight field goal. Lamar's tripping over people's legs. Then we we down seven and three. They driving. Fourth and ten. We thinking we're gonna get the ball back with like maybe 30 seconds left. They throw a a uh out no, not a, a hitch route to to I want to say Pascal, who was destroying Anthony Everett, man. Like what's up with your boy AA, man?
1: Yeah, I was worried. Uh <laughs> I'm worried about Anthony Everett. I hope he bounces back. Um, but, uh, he, it looked bad. He was getting beat with the same route over and over, come back, curl route, whatever you want to call it, variation of that. And then once he couldn't stop that, then they started throwing the counters in there. So, you know, they started going up top on him and hit him with an out route screens, picks. I mean, they, I, I don't, I remember one target. And again, I was turned, so I don't remember much, but, <laughs> I remember one target to Marlon Humphrey at the end of the game when they, you know, tried to go deep, and, you know, desperation to end it. But it felt like every other play, they were throwing it to Anthony Averitt. Like, I don't – I would be curious to see the advanced statistics and the target share breakdown. But it was a a bad showing for Anthony Averitt on Monday night. Uh, That's for damn sure.
0: Definitely. It was like Frank Wright came into the game was like, all right, if you see 23, throw it over there. And I think, you know, this was another – Problem that you know Ravens fans struggle with, and she, even I struggle. with Sometimes we be prisoners at a moment. We see a player that that balls out in preseason or has a good couple of games, and we like, man, it's the next savior. This guy's the next gym And I think, you know, we got to We got to relax with Anthony. Ever he was a fourth round pick. He was he he is who we thought he was supposed to be. You know, he's a decent. And he's not your number one corner, but he's a decent uh backup, and he's gonna come in and make plays. But he also is gonna show you you know why he's not a number 1, you know what I mean? And just and just it's okay. You have bad games. You got to bounce back. I I like the way he fought. He was he made some tackles. He was in on and and he just made some plays overall, but I think this is who he is. He's going to get picked on sometimes, but we got to adjust, I think. Just Frank Wright was in his bag, man. Uh shout outs to him. He called a hell of a game. Shout outs to Carson Wentz who was like the Ravens killer, even though Carson Wentz is 0 and 3 against the Ravens. He has killed the Ravens every single time he plays them. It's just unbelievable. When he was with the Eagles his his rookie year, that game went down to a two-point conversion. I don't know if you remember last year, Wayne, We was blowing them out. Carson Wentz come back just throwing anything. Oh, yeah. I, I went to uh, school
1: with Eagles fans, so I remember those games.
0: Yeah. And then he came back this year, a member of the Colts, and just was dicing us up. He had the best game he ever had in his career. And it was just – it was a tough one to watch, man. It's definitely been at the stadium. I want to say that people – and, and the rows in front of us, Wayneo, they dipped.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so hold on, because it's a lot. It's a lot you uh, you said there, and I want to kind of mm-hmm. unpack. I want to go back to that point you made about Ravens fans and and how you know we take these you know these players, these these diamonds in the roughs that you know the Ravens are known for finding and drafting late, and then as soon as they find a little success, we we hail them to be the savior, and that's something that. I've kind of reflected on a lot as a fan um, because the Ravens fan base is criticized a lot. And I think that's one of the things that is kind of annoying about being a Ravens fan. And I'm guilty of it as well, uh, is how quick we are to not only hail these people to be saviors, but then as soon as they crash back to earth, we kind of throw them in the trash and all they're a bum. Oh, we need to get rid of them. Oh, they suck, you know. I remember my first time, it was uh it was Peanut, Patrick Owassa. You know, I remember that year when he had when we had CJ Mosley, Peanut right next to him. Him playing Will, he looked amazing. He was great at getting the ball out. He was definitely know. a big peanut guy. Yeah, I love Peanut. He could play coverage, you know, he was a good combo with CJ Mosley. But when CJ Mosley dipped me being naive, I thought he could step right in and and, and be the next guy. And you know he wasn't that. He was who he was. He was a good wingman. He was a good number two. And uh, you know you saw what happened to him. We ended up uh, letting him walk for the for the New York Jets. But you know that... I don't even think he's in the league anymore. Right yeah, now. but I mean you know you see it over and over again with Miles Boykin. You know that's another one. And now I'm I'm starting the the anti Miles Boykin hate club because I'm so sick of people. You know, beating up Miles Boykin saying he's such a terrible receiver. But if you really think about it for what he's supposed to do and what he is, he's the he's good at what he's supposed to be. He's a third round draft pick, excellent run blocker. He's a big body in a red zone. Special target. teams. Special teams. Like you know, he That's what you're supposed to get from third round. Yeah, picks, that's though. what he's supposed to be. So like let's stop let's stop this, you know, hating on these people when they when they don't perform above and beyond expectation. Let's start judging them. On who they're supposed to be. Stop giving them the Simone Biles treatment, if if you know what I mean.
0: Definitely, definitely. And the and the, and the go off at of that point. I think one of the things that we also do, and I and I know I'm I'm known for this, is when a player has a bad game, I'm like I'm out on him. Yeah. But to 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 his credit, I want to shout out a special guy, Tavon Young, man. You, our defense was getting murdered the whole game, but the one bright spot was Tavon Young, and I think that got that guy played his ass off, bro. From sacking. To catch a picks, to make it tackles, playing that nickel, he was playing some linebacker for us. Tavon Young was playing linebacker for us, man. So it was it was amazing in some of our packages. Shout out to that guy because I know a lot of people was down on him after the Raiders game. I mean, some penalties in the Chiefs game, and it was like, man, Tavon Young's finished. But Tavon is back. He's the reason why we paid him that money to be a, a highest paid, one of the highest paid nickel corners in the game. Because he's such a tool, he's such a weapon. So shout out to Tavon Young.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I was one of those people that was down on Tavon Young. And, like, now, you know, it makes sense. He's coming off an injury, hadn't played a lot of football. We're in week six now. You know, it took him some some time to knock the dust off. And, and he looked great. And to that point, that just goes on to, you know, the thing we always keep saying is why it's so exciting to be a fan of this team right now is that, you know, we're doing amazing record-wise as far as getting tough wins. If we can just keep holding on, this team is only going to get better as we get later in the season, and then hopefully we'll peak in the playoffs. And then, boom, <laughs> then, then we're motherfuckers in trouble because yeah. we get hot and healthy in the playoffs. I mean, I know some people we never getting back, but Lord, have, I mean, other people going to have injuries too. And if we are improving as other teams start declining, it's going to be a scary time in January. Definitely, definitely. As long as the Lord protects Jimmy Smith and Lamar protect. Jackson.
0: Lord, please protect Jimmy Smith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And while we on defense, I want to stay with one of your guys, you know what I'm saying? And the guy who's who's been having a tough tough go about the last couple of games, and we definitely been critical of his play. But he had another sh- hard game this week, and that's your boy Patrick Queen, man. How do you feel about
1: him? Yeah, so that, you know, ties into the same point. Patrick Queen is somebody who should be performing at, way better than he is right now because he was a first-round draft pick. And he's still, you know, we we took a swing, you know. Uh, I think Patrick Queen is the opposite. I mean, I want Patrick Queen to be great. But as it stands right now, he kind of seems like the opposite of Odafe Awe. You have a person who is coming out of college with limited experience. The athletic profile is there. But he just doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the resume. But you take a swing because you see, you know, the potential and sometimes, you know, the the things that you fear that people said about him or why he shouldn't be a high draft pick are kind of turning out to be true. You know, you're seeing the lack of experience. You're seeing the undersize, you know, affecting his ability to defeat blocks. And, and it's really it's not looking good for him right now. I'm hoping he can improve not only for his sake, but also the sake of his team, but uh, it, he hasn't been playing to the level that he needs to, and it's and it's hurting us. You know, we have not been able to stop the run like we should. Definitely,
0: I think I think a player like Derek Wolf, who was who was a top PFF guy with and run block and run and run stopping last year, is a guy that we really missed. But I also think Patrick Queen, man, his angles are bad sometimes. Sometimes he makes flash plays, but I think his tackling form is the biggest thing that I'm critical of him about. It's not even that he has his angles because sometimes he does get there, but when he gets there, he misses so many tackles. I, I remember a play to, to Jonathan Taylor with him and Brandon Stevens, I think, missed a, missed a tackle, and that broke for – we could have stopped him for three yards. He ended up getting seven. You know what I'm saying? I think overall the team – and this is something that, I, that, we, that we was pounding the table for last week was the missed tackles on defense. And I think if we miss some tackles this week, they're going for seven. They're All not right. going for – for 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 four or five extra yards. They're going for touchdowns against this team we're playing next week and against the team that's gonna be on our schedule later on in the season. So I think we gotta correct that now. We gotta to get to that bag, you know what I'm saying? We gotta get some tackling dummies out there. I don't know if we gotta go live a couple more times. No, please don't do that. That's gonna to lead to injuries.
1: Yeah, but something we got to tackle. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, what is is in my view, is it's right. Right. Patrick Queen, he only had one year as a start in college and one year started last year in the NFL. And now we're six games into the this season. Uh, regardless of for most players, that two years in the NFL, that's enough time where you're supposed to be, you know, hey, you're supposed to be ready to go. Uh, still, the lack of college experience clearly didn't give him, you know, didn't do him any favors. And then you have the COVID year. I'm hoping, you know, we don't have anybody else. So there's nobody else is going to get the reps by him. It's going to be a matter of how long the Ravens coaches have the patience to keep putting him out there. Um, hopefully he gets better, but if he doesn't, who's to say, I don't, I, I mean, I don't see us, you know, cutting them, maybe a trade, but, you know, hopefully he gets to play out his contract, but, uh, I don't know if he'll he'll be a Raven for life if he keeps playing the way he has been.
0: Definitely. I definitely agree. So let's transition to the offense, man. So offense started out with three points in the first half and then exploded in the second half. What's some things that stuck out to you?
1: I mean <laughs> – then the easy, I'm gonna go for a low hanging fruit, man. Because, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no low hanging fruit, no. <laughs> I'm saying, as
1: far as an answer, you know, what stuck out for me is Lamar Jackson. Um, even you know, I'm gonna get, so this is what happened games flat, right? People walking out of the stadium, people leaving. Mind you, I have not had any nourishment besides Mango White Claw and <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> Since about what, five o'clock at this time. So Right. This is around like ten. Yeah. So I'm going to give me a snack. I'm like, we won't lose this, lose this game if we if let we me win. get some nachos. Yeah, we're gonna lose. <laughs> I ain't gonna be hungry and and lose, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh as soon as I go to get the nachos, I see Lamar Jackson wind up and throw a deep ball to Hollywood to get his first of two touchdowns. And I'm like, uh oh, we might we might be in business and as soon as we as soon as we get back, you know Lamar Jackson, I don't know how many yards he had at half, but he ended up with four hundred, and I had to sit there and watch at least three hundred of it and just oh man he was it was surgical it was i mean honestly Lamar the whole game was it was playing well we just we weren't finishing drives we had to fumble in the red zone couple did we we fumbled once in the red zone, and then I think we fumbled another time, but they called him down i mean just a lot of drives weren't being finished but I mean, Lamar is amazing. He did it all. five five 520-something yards of total offense as a team, and I think, like, 517 of it, Lamar was involved Like, 504, in. I think. Yeah, that's insane. A... The Ravens were only able to get 13 yards without Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Just think about that. <laughs> like, in the running and passing game, every – <laughs> I'd be curious passed. to see the special teams yards. Like, how many yards – were we able to get where Lamar Jackson didn't have to do something? That's why he was so tired after the game. Like he balling, yeah. Dude, dude, playing on a different level. And but, but shout out to yeah. Jimmy Seafood, man. That's that was yeah. like, that's what changed the game. As soon as I got some nachos, we <laughs> our luck changed.
0: Already, I was in there. I couldn't move. I was starving, and I just couldn't move. I couldn't take my my eyes off that game. It was amazing to watch. Shout out to that boy Hollywood for making me an honest guy. I've been I've been screaming Hollywood gonna score before every game. And you know, this time he finally made me right. So shout out to Hollywood. If you know me, you know I'm a big Hollywood fan. You know, that's my guy. I think he's an excellent wide receiver. And I think he's gonna he's gonna continue to get better. But number eight is playing out of this world, out of this stratosphere, out of this universe. Dude, dude is on a different level. Um, I think he's definitely in the MVP race. The throws he was making, the surgical, outside routes, inside routes. You know, Mark Andrews playing like a madman, had the career game he ever, he, the best game he ever ever in his life, man. So it was just amazing to watch, freaking amazing. I thought Greg was in his bag calling some good plays. I Actually, another player who I want to shout out was Devontae Freeman. I think he made some key catches, like Lamar checking it down. I think that's just the maturity of Lamar being able to check plays down and things like that to the running backs when things are not open and not try to force it. But Devontae Freeman, I always wondered why why it was him over Le'Veon or him over Tyson some games. And he just proved to me why, because he was able to get into those little flats and them seams a little bit and just catch a couple passes and turn them into seven, eight, nine-yard games. And we did that without Sammy Watkins. And Rashad Bateman hasn't been back. Ronnie Stanley hasn't been back. You know, Nick Boyle hasn't been back. This team, we could we could really like if we had our if we had some actual running backs, you don't you don't understand how far this team could go. But eight with eight, we could do anything. I I remember looking at Dwayne and was telling him like, bro, if this was Joe Flacco, half
1: of the stadium would have been gone. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And that's another thing. Like, why did those fans leave? I mean, if y'all balling like that, I get it, but. There's no way in the world as much as them tickets cost. I'm I'm not standing. Yeah, all, I'm gonna watch
0: man. I'm gonna watch them if, even if they get I'm ass Ain't no way. So, that was excellent. Let's talk a little special teams cuz I know that's been a problem 11, I want to say 13 kickers missed field goals or extra points this week. And then we had guy like Blanket Chip. he missed. He he got one blocked and missed one. How amazing was that to see the block field goal? I know my friend, our friend Blair, who was at the game, was like, "He gonna miss this. He gonna miss this." And I was like, "No, this game's over, bro." At that Tavion Young penalty, yeah, and bro missed it. So the
1: first block, I know that I, I, Calais Campbell, man, like instant Hall of Famer. To he, <laughs> I don't think people understand how hard it is to block a field goal kick, but not only to block it, but then be able to block it when you need it. That's that's different. That's different. So, Calais Campbell was able to make that play. And then the second time he missed, I didn't see this on the field, but when I was watching the replays from the week, uh, Calais made the same move, almost got through to block the second kick, and the lineman held him. And I guess Rodrigo seeing Calais coming through like that, you know, shook yeah, <laughs> took his eyes off the – Took his eyes off the ball and missed the kick. So his four eyes, he got four of them things out there. Yeah, that's shout crazy. out to the
0: glasses gang, man. I used to would have had to play football like that too if I was if I was playing. So it was amazing to watch to the be there live in person. it was crazy. Overtime came in, and tunes, uh my our uh, our other friend Rome was like, "Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails." And Carson Wentz called, "Hill, hits." And He was like, Tails never fails, tails never fails. And it was tails, and that I knew it was game over. You what know what I'm going saying? Down. Lamar, Lamar. Go ahead. No, Lamar dotting them up, scored that touchdown to Hollywood. The second one. I don't know if you could check. If you if you if you follow the Ravens on IG, go check us out. Cause they posted me and Wayne going crazy in that moment. You know, that boy from Broward, that's me. My man Wayne, o, right next to me screaming. You know, Hollywood had two of them things. It was an amazing game, Waino.
1: Yeah, that, and that's a that's a sign. So <laughs> podcast ready blow up now. You feel official me? Ravens IG like it's over. That's we balling. Yeah, that's a that's foreshadowing for so, y'all. So we got
0: a tough matchup this week, Wayneo. We gonna be in the building again, bringing some of that good mojo. One o'clock against the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Eckler, Mike Dub. Darwin James, Joey Bosa. thats a, They got some hitters over there, bro. Uh,
1: this game, if the Ravens win this game, it's going to be a shootout. Um, I'm really scared about the charges and the weapons they have. I mean, you look at how the Chiefs game went with their weapons. I think you can make the argument, especially with the way the Chiefs season has been going, that the Chargers' weapons are way more dangerous than what the Chiefs have at this time. With Mike Williams playing... At the best he has in his career. Justin Herbert looking like an MVP candidate. Keenan Allen, who's always dangerous, and then Austin Eckler, who, you know, I have on my fantasy team, absolutely zapped last weekend. Who were they playing? Uh Cleveland. Yeah, against Cleveland. Uh, and that's a, a defense isn't isn't terrible. Um, and then Rashawn Slater on the O-line. Uh, you know, they've got Derwin James on defense. This is gonna be a crazy game. I'm predicting this, hopefully, if if the, if the Ravens show up, this is a game of week. This is has all the makings for, like, a game of the week type situation. And I'm glad I'm going because <laughs> – We're going to be in there. That's it. Yeah, two MVPs going head-to-head. Uh, of course, I got the Ravens winning because I always do, but it's going to be crazy. And I won't be surprised if the Ravens lose, and I won't be mad because they're a talented football team. We'll probably see them again in the playoffs, but, yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um... Rashad Bateman might be making his Ravens debut this week. I think that's going to be a, a definitely an asset, even though we lost Sammy Watkins. But, you know, I think the Chargers defense can be had. You know, Cleveland put up 400 yards on them. They can run the ball. They can't, they struggle with stopping the run. Um, the Chargers defense can be had. That offensive line is a little hurt right now. One of that one of their starting guards just got out for the rest of the season. So I think like if we can get some pressure on Herbert and we can send some exotic blitzes, you know. Some He's never seen us before. He's never seen Wink before, and that's dangerous if you ain't never seen us and don't know what we can do. I think the, the key is going to be getting them in third and long and kind of force them to pass, stopping e- Austin Eckler is going to be the big key. So I'm I'm hoping Patrick Kane can show up and, and give us something. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout, but I don't think it's going to be as much of a shootout as people think it is. I don't think it's going to be 30s. I'm thinking my score prediction is 24 to 27. Tuck win us
1: the game, bro. Walk off. Yeah. And I yeah. If Patrick we Patrick Queen is gonna be huge this week because uh I can see his coach his, Brandon Staley, I like that guy. That's the Chargers head coach, right? Yep. He's gonna definitely make it a point to try to put Eckler in some advantageous matchups uh against Queen. I can see them running a lot of screens, especially after we gave up a big one to Jonathan Taylor. So the the Ravens better be on that. Um so yeah, this is going to be a big week. It's really on the defense. Offense showed us what they can do. We need we need another solid defensive performance, uh, and we've we've had two great defensive performances. Honestly, as far as uh, clutchness in the Chiefs and being a shutdown defense uh, against Denver and the AFC West. So let's keep it going.
0: Let's definitely keep it going. If you if you gonna be at the game this week, meet us at what lot. Hot H by the trash can by the trash can. We're gonna <laughs> have some white claws, we're gonna have some Kodak bumping, and we're gonna be lit. Lock yeah. H by the trash cans, man. We out there.
1: Go ravens.
0: All right, bro. Peace. <laughs>